A reading from the book of Exodus. Thus says the Lord, You shall not molest or oppress an alien, for you were once aliens yourself in the land of Egypt. You shall not wrong any widow or orphan. If you ever wrong them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear them. My wrath will flare up and I will kill you with the sword. Then your wives will be widows and your children orphans. If you lend money to one of your poor neighbors among my people, you shall not act like an extortioner toward him by demanding interest from him. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you shall return it to him before sunset. For this cloak of his is the only covering he has for his body. What else has he to sleep in? If he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am compassionate. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, you know what sort of people we were among you for your sake, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, receiving the word in great affliction with joy from the Holy Spirit, so that you became a model for all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth, not only from Macedonia and in Achaia, for you, from you the wor- word of the Lord has sounded forth, but in every place your faith in God has gone forth, so that we have no need to say anything. For they themselves openly declare about us what sort of reception we had among you, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to await his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the coming wrath, the word of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. And how are you? 
So good to see the church so crowded. Thank you for coming to Mass today. Today, we hear the greatest of the Gospels, if you will, because Jesus explains what's the greatest commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your soul, and you shall love others as yourself. Of this, everything is built on, all the laws, all the prophets. So we're just going to start with the negative part first, right? So the first thing we got to look at, like when I do a parish mission, the night of confessions, when I do the examination of conscience like I do here on Wednesday of Holy Week, we always go back and we sit there and say, okay, what's the greatest sin? And everybody says, oh, yeah, murder, rape, abortion. We fight, we yell, we carry on and do all that stuff for that. But I go, well... Doesn't it make sense that the greatest sin would be going against the greatest commandment? Doesn't that just logical? The greatest commandment, you break it, the greatest sin. And so, to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul. I've met John Paul II, Mother Teresa at Calcutta, the great people of St. Joseph Church, Bread of Life community, and I've never met anyone who loves God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. Nobody. Sorry, not even T.A. The reality is... <laughs> That we strive for it, we want it, but we, it's almost impossible to do it because of our own selfishness, our own putting ourselves first, our own wants, our own desires. And to love others as we love ourselves, really? Huh? Some people really like themselves, you know. So if it comes down to a, a $100 dinner for me at a fancy restaurant or giving $100 to the poor, well, I'm going to give it to me first. But that's not loving others as I love myself. So we have to look and think, whoa, maybe I'm not what I think I am when I compare myself. So again, when I go to confession, one of the first things I should always confess is I don't love God above all things. But I desire to, hopefully. And let's look at what that means to love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. So to love God with all your heart means you love God with all your affection. huh? So it's first an emotional thing. It's a subjective thing. We'll get into the objective in a moment. But love isn't a feeling in itself. It's an action, right? When, we, when the scriptures talk about faith, it isn't a feeling, I have faith. I have feeling. I have this feeling of faith. Please. The way Abraham proved his faith is he got up and he left where he was to where God was calling him. He did what God wanted him to do. That is faith. The same with love. It isn't a feeling only, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Uh-uh. It's an action that I put you in front of me and da-da-da. So when it comes to God, the affection must be to God first. That I have this desire in me to be with God, this desire. And it's with my heart. And so sometimes we've got to re-examine our things and our, our conscience and think, do I have a true love in my heart for God? Do I desire God? You know, we all love our animals, correct? You can't all have a perfect dog like Joe. But if again, we all love our animals. We love the people in our lives. But we got to go beyond. But we have to have that feeling. But do I have that same feeling for God? Do I love him with my heart, my desire? The second thing is my soul. To love God with all my soul means that I prove that I love him by spending time with him, right? So my prayer life isn't something, again, if you and I aren't praying every day, we're not even on the same planet as loving God above all things. Not even on the same planet. There's no excuse not to pray every day. None, zilch, I don't want to hear it. There is none. 
except that God is not worth our time. That's why we don't pray every day if we don't. So I love God with all my soul means I never fit God into my life. I always build my day around God. That I sit there and I spend time with him in the scripture. Any way I can get to know God, right? Because the teaching of the church is who made me, God made me. Why did God make me? He made me to know him. So do I spend time? Do I love him with all my soul? And then do I love God with all my mind, right? And this means that I spend time studying about God. I read spiritual books. Now, it'd be interesting if I said, when was the last time you read a spiritual book? Or scriptures or whatever. Do we spend time getting to know God intellectually? Because he gave us a mind. To use it for his glory. So to love God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul means that I am putting God first in my life. I'm acting on love. I'm not just saying, oh, I feel this way. God knows I love him, but I don't have time to spend time with him. That's garbage. If we're not spending time with God every day, we don't love God. Don't I make you feel really fuzzy inside lots when I say these things? But it's to challenge us because this is what Jesus talks about. So, and then when it talks about Jesus, when he says, and to love others as you love yourself, Jesus takes this much deeper, does he not? In John chapter 13, verse 34, which nobody knew last night except for one person. And because I said, I am not continuing this mass. If I have to stay here for a week until somebody tells me what John 13, 34 is. Jesus Christ commands us to love It! How could you be so wrong? Oh, oh, oh. No, we're not called to love others as we're called to love ourselves. According to Jesus, his only commandment is we shall love others as he has loved us. I have a church full of pagans. Listen, the only commandment of Jesus Christ is to love others as I have loved you. Everybody remember this? Have you ever heard this before? Has your pastor ever talked about this before? I think once or twice. This is the only commandment of Jesus Christ. And everybody got it wrong. You shall love, the, you shall love others as I have loved you. Which means we must die for others. So he goes much deeper than just loving others as yourself. You shall love one another as I have loved you. Much, much deeper. And so when you sit there and we examine our conscience like this and you go, okay, Father, now that you made me feel very guilty because I'm not this perfect person, well, you don't have to be. If we don't love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, we don't love others the way Jesus loved them, then we ask God to change our hearts. Huh? I know you can tell most of my stories. I've been with you for 21 years, soon to be 22 years. Think about it. But again, when I was young and I was making my retreat to be a priest and a celibate, guy was with Peterson, God rest him, the great saint. And he sat there and he says, Larry, what I want you to do is I want you to go spend an hour with Jesus. And every time you spend an hour, and I had to do it many times, open the word of God, pray the Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal his word to you. So I went and knelt before him, as you've heard before. And I said, Jesus revealed in my heart your word. And I opened up the word of God and it says, I know you so well and you have no love of God inside of you. 
I'm going to be a celibate. I'm still a virgin. Are you kidding me? All these things I have done for you and you have the gall to look at me and say, I have no love of you in my heart. So I closed the Bible and I left. I was being hurt. So I went back a couple hours later and I said, okay, Lord, speak to my heart your word. Spirit of living God, I need to know what you want me to do. I need to know your word in my heart. Speak to me. Open up the word of God. I know you so well and you have no love of God inside of you. Oh, close the Bible, want for a walk. And I'm arguing with God. I can't believe you're doing this to me. So then I took a nap. After the nap, I went and I prayed again. Lord, speak to my heart your word and please be nice to me. And I opened up the word of God. I know you so well. And you have no love of God inside of you. You think I'm hard. When you're meeting with the God of the universe. And he looks at you. And you think you're doing everything for love of him. And he tells you three times. You have no love of me inside of you. You pay attention. And you say, he finally said. You're right Lord. I'm doing this all for me. So I can go to heaven. So I can do all these things. It's all about me, Jesus. Then I beg you, you who created me, to recreate me and put love of you in my heart. And he did. So if in our minds, in our hearts, and we're sitting there thinking, I don't have this kind of love, ask for it. And then, like every time I've told you before, every time I hold up the Blessed Sacrament, since I have been ordained 33 years ago, every time I hold up Jesus, increase my love for you and for your people. Every time. It's the most powerful time of prayer. So when we do that, again, it isn't a feeling. It isn't tiptoeing through the tulips. It isn't, love isn't about being nice, please. It's about acting. For the good of God and the good of others. Putting my love into action every day. And so, today, let us examine our conscience. Let's look at the times, am I a person of great love of God and others? And when God says, "Uh, no, okay God, then I give you permission to recreate me. And put love of you in my heart. Love of others in my heart. Then every single day of your life, pray, increase my love for you and for your people. He can't say no to that. May Trino's love today and forever. Amen.